Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood, gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024, you heard me? Woo woo! Wah! Gangsters! The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's gonna be man nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody. Nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. This is the time that we always have our national security expert, former federal agent. This guy knows stuff about national security, about what's in our neighborhoods, what we need to be aware of. John Guandolo, welcome back. I want to get right to it because you've got a laundry list of things happening in the news. And and the least of which is how quickly, John, the media drops stories when the narrative goes against what they wish. And that that Osteen Church shooting is right up that alley. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this today. You know, I had made and, and published, and I just found out this morning, uh, LinkedIn has uh, deleted my post where I listed about 20 things that have happened in February. Um, and uh, I'd like to cover a few of those this morning, but yeah. when we talk about the, the, the shooting at Joel Osteen's church, of course, every time there's an event like this, the media immediately says they're uh, mentally deranged and we need to take guns away, and it's probably a Trump, you know, supporter. And, uh, in fact, it turns out to be a, a, an LGBTQ or transgender person or jihadi, and then the story just disappears. It's as if it just evaporates, you know, a drop of water evaporating on a hot pavement on a summer's day. It's just gone. And And the example you're using, Joel Osteen's church, Right, we find out this is a Sharia adherent Muslim woman who supports Al Qaeda, Hamas, Hezbollah uh, that that attacked uh, Joel Osteen's church, and boom, I I haven't I I can't find a story about it now, and yeah, I it, couldn't find a story within forty eight hours of that information being revealed that that that's who did it, a jihadi, um, and that and interestingly. Al-Qaeda had just called for new violence against the West, especially Christians and people who uh, speak truth about Islam. And uh, lo and behold, Joel Osteen's church gets attacked uh, by a, uh, by uh, an individual jihadi. And, of course, the government and the media call it a lone wolf attack, uh, which is a bunch of crap. Uh, 
It's not a lone wolf. It's a it's a legal form of jihad in Islam, and that's what that's what's happening. And Al Qaeda called for it, and people are obeying. Tell me about this National Security Council senior intel director. Why he's he's uh, on your radar today? So Maher Al Batar uh, served in the Obama administration in a similar role, a lesser uh, lesser role, but uh, now he is the senior intelligence director for the U.S. National Security Council. He's Palestinian. He's uh, an UNRWA employee, which directly supports Hamas, and he's a, he supports Hamas. My assessment is he is Hamas, uh, just another Hamas guy inside the uh, uh, Biden administration, like Farouk Mitha and all the others uh, that are working directly uh, inside the Department of Defense, the National Security Council, and the White House staff. This is this is where we are today. That's ubiquitous. They they have completely infiltrated. So f- folks who, who think that we live in a constitutional republic, I feel like we're being overrun by jihadis and communists. And they're everywhere in plain sight. And it's not a deep dive to, to identify who, who these people are. John, do you think that, that Donald Trump has an awareness of who these players are now? And do you believe that there will be an apparatus, should he win, to to carve these clear threats out of our government? Uh, I don't see any evidence uh, that he knows the key organizations or players. I hope I'm um, mistaken in the event he becomes president. Um, but I don't see that, uh, not through his speeches and not through people that are uh, in his you know, inner circle. Right. Because some of these are still people that uh, didn't do anything in the first administration, although I think he's wiser to the... Uh, the media and the Democrat sure. modus operandi, I don't think he understands, and I, again, I hope I'm wrong, but I do not see evidence that he understands how well-coordinated, intentional, and how penetrated the federal government is in all the key components of the government. Right. Next time he calls in, John, I'm going to share your phone number with him. We'll get the connection going. How about that? You know what? That you, would be great. You're talking about Kathy <laughs> Chung. We have talked about Kathy Chung for a couple years now. And this is one of these voices, one of these people d- directly connected back to Hunter, closely connected to Hunter and to Joe. And this was the woman, John, who moved a lot of these classified documents around um, and, and was identified as such in Robert Hur's report. Why is she in your crosshairs? Because this is fascinating. Well, because a lot of information has come out, and I got to again, there, you know, uh, Paul Sperry has been superb yes. in, in my estimation since 9 11 in going after these, and I mean doing the deep dive to write detailed reports about these things. And what we now know this month has come out is that uh, she was the key person behind the Mr. Biden's mishandling of a lot of this classified information. And she is still working at DOD with a security clearance, classified security clearance. And I want to, you know, some of the stuff that came out of the recent um, reports, we now know that top secret sensitive compartmentalized information, TSSCI information about troop movements were found in Joe Biden's garage, uh, and not just one or two, dozens of these top secret informations, uh, uh, information, top secret information that was in the Situation Room 
top secret information in the presidential daily briefing uh, binder. Uh, it's amazing that the it is truly staggering, and the fact that all this has come out now we know again that the people that perpetrate it, in this case Kathy Chung, she's sitting in the Pentagon uh, working with a with a high level clearance. It's just it, it's just another example that people that are holding their breath waiting for the 2024 election. I got to tell you, you know, it would be nice to have somebody in the White House that uh, at least supports the Constitution. That would be nice. But that is not going to save America. I keep seeing these tweets by people with like a million followers or 500,000. Like, just wait till November, wait till November. And I I got to say, that's not good enough. yeah, you like to kick him in the head and wake him up and say, you've got to get off your ass. You have got to organize your community and deal with these people at the local level, the the communist jihadis, their collaborators and financiers in your county. Because the federal government, even if it were functioning, functioning uh, in the way it's supposed to, can't do that. You, the citizen, that's your duty. You've got to do it. I think one of the things that Paul Sperry and his real clear investigation, you guys got to look it up. We talked about it the other day on this program. One of the things that he outlined is a common theme among so much of the suck on the left. It's the the disappearing evidence, the erased videotapes from the January 6th committee. And then, of course, this Kathy Chung thing. She was connected to some of these documents at the Penn Biden Center. All of a sudden, four years of visitor logs to the Penn Biden Center go missing. Like, how possibly could that happen? And you're supposed to believe it, John as though it just makes no sense at all. Come on. Right. And I, I do believe, I mean, I take the, the view that uh, no matter who they are, the average American the, uh, of, of all walks of life, they still bear some common sense. I think most of them, there's a percentage of people in this country that hate America. Um, and I think that number is bigger today than it's ever been. But that doesn't change the fact that the, the large majority of Americans want to raise their children uh, to, to be good people, um, to take care of each other, sure. take care of their neighbors. And uh, I really do believe that. And uh, I think they see more and more every day that things are awry. But, but the, the disconnect is they're not taking the actions to turn the ship around at the local level, and certainly not at the state level. And we really don't have any governors um, so to your earlier question about Mr. Trump, if he knows the key players, I don't see any evidence that any of the, the, the governors do either or state legislatures. And if they do, they're certainly not doing anything about it. And I'll just leave, leave kind of put the cherry on top of this. I don't know why, but this week I got uh, calls from several people that are deeply involved at these issues at the national level. Uh, investigating some of the things we're talking about, people that are involved in the, well, I'll just leave it at that. And, and when I laid out some of the information, I was shocked that they were, they were shocked. They didn't know. Some of know. the things that I was sharing with, they just don't they understand. Don't know. And I, I my experience is they're so busy doing whatever it is they're doing that they don't stop and actually get, like, here's the strategic picture. And that's what I found 20 years ago or so up on Capitol Hill and in the White House security staff and the leadership of the intel agencies. Right. 
Right. There is no strategic understanding of what's going on. Well, we're going to provide more of it to you, ladies and gentlemen, when we return with our national security expert, John Guandolo, right after this. All right, let's get back out to our national security expert, John Guandolo. John, you know, you're great at identifying headlines that that fly by quickly and then get buried. And one of them happened last week. And, and it was a picture you and I started sending to each other. And it was Huma Abedin with with Alex Soros. It's what could be worse about that? Huma, Anthony Weiner's ex-wife and Hillary Clinton's right hand woman. And then the son of George Soros. It's like, what could we create as spawn here? Yeah, this is, uh, you and I talked about this, but I just, this cannot, with everything else going on in the last three to four weeks, uh, it is noteworthy. It, it truly is noteworthy because, uh, as as we've shared before here, Huma Abedin uh, comes from a, a Muslim Brotherhood family. She served in leadership positions in the U.S. Muslim Brotherhood Network. Uh, her family uh, is acquainted with people that support al-Qaeda, uh, mother, father, brother, her. Uh, her mother worked very closely with Mrs. Clinton while she was part of an organization uh, that was uh, designated globally ter- global terrorist organization. Um, and none of this, like, you don't see any of this in the mainstream media, and I wouldn't expect to. But that, that in and of itself should tell people depths of the nefarious nature of what we're dealing with, with regard to the media and elsewhere. And then you have her now uh, as a a couple with Alexander Soros, who is the lead henchman for the Soros family uh, destructive uh, organization that is literally uh, funding the destruction of America at the local level. A huge portion of their funding goes to uh, organizations that are working at the local level to destroy liberty, because that's what Soros is. It's a destructive, cancerous organization that seeks to steal, kill, and destroy from good people in America. What did you think about him? What did you think about him buying up those 220 radio stations, George Soros? Well, I think that's, of course, because this war is primarily being fought in the information battle space, it's exactly what I would expect them to do. I mean, they've already got excuse me, the mainstream traditional media that is just regurgitating. Uh, and I've seen even on your show some of these, you know, media productions where you see news reporters from Washington State to Washington, D.C. and everywhere in between literally reading from a script. Yes. So they're using the exact same words to, to tell a story because it's scripted, because this is about propaganda and deception. It's not about reporting the news objectively uh, and letting the listeners uh, think about it and decide. So this is dangerous, Uh, but I'd expect Soros to do this because what they've done, they've bought up district attorneys across the United States, paid tens of millions of dollars to get them elected, and and there you go. And it really only takes, you know, in in most areas, three to five hundred thousand dollars to put into a a district attorney's race to ensure that person. And all they got to do is, you know, do it in 15 to 30 key cities, and it's it's done. Uh, and that's why we have what we're seeing. 
letting criminals out of jail, uh, raising the limit before we'll actually prosecute someone, um, all these things, not arresting people that should be arrested, all this. What, what, happened, so really, what happened to the archives building? What happened to the U.S. archives building? Because I saw about a couple of activists doing crap. What happened? So, uh, yeah, two left-wing activists walk into the U.S. archives building and they threw dry a dry red substance on the uh, container that holds the U.S. Constitution. And uh, they started, they turned around and started mouthing off. And, and people that were just visiting there saw something was up, so started filming. And so this is all on film. And the security people are just standing there. And my first thought is a guy that, used to respond to these kinds of things is, first of all, you don't know what that substance is. That literally could be something toxic and deadly. It turned out it wasn't, but you didn't know, and they're just standing there looking around as these guys do this. We are woefully ill-equipped. We are woefully unaware and not paying attention, John. And I think that's what you've been trying to do, is to awaken everybody. Look beyond the headlines. That's right. I think people need to... And it's not just the individual things that you and I have just talked about. It's in the month of February, just the month of February. We have all these things we've we've just talked about and dozens of other things going on that are pertinent to the movement and these movements and tracking these movements. And what I do is look at all this, look at what our intel, my intel network is given us, looking at all these things happening, watching how they're communicating with each other. And it paints a picture that what we're seeing is they actually believe they are uh, getting ready to take everything. And they will not, they will not allow themselves to give that power back. And that's the point. That's it. People need to understand. They're going to do everything they need to do to, to maintain that power. Power and control. John Guandolo, national security expert, former federal agent. Thank you for your time, sir, as always. He makes you wake up and see what's going on. And if every week it gets better because we're awake, then let's go. 100%. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to dig into the response of Hunter Biden's testimony before oversight. The people who were in the room, what Byron Donalds heard, and what you need to know about Hunter's testimony. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So let's get back into this 229-page testimony, the transcript, proving that it was and is a Biden crime family. This is Hunter Biden's testimony before House Oversight. And, you know, after years of denials, Hunter finally admits Joe, in fact, was the big guy in a $5 million deal with China. You cannot make it up. All of the people who have been saying the truth All of us who have talked about the laptop, right? All of us who've done our part to try to be as honest and open and curious as possible, who've been doxxed, who've been fired, who've been deplatformed, who've been silenced, who've been ridiculed. In that transcript, Hunter Biden tells it all. Now, there are many things he says he can't remember, which is silly, 
but let's get you some of some of the nuts and bolts. And I have to go to Miranda Devine on this and the New York Post because they have been on the forefront at the forefront from the very beginning. They busted the laptop story first. And this is what they write. Hunter Biden confirmed post bombshell on dad Joe's dinner with business pals. Deposition transcript shows. So House Oversight has it transcribed, puts it out to everybody. You read it. You see what you think. Of course, in this drive-by world of information in which we live, most people won't. But I want you to hear some of this. First son, Hunter Biden, confirmed some of the core facts in the impeachment case against his father, including that Joe Biden attended dinners with his son's foreign patrons while vice president in closed-door impeachment testimony released yesterday. 54-year-old verified during his day-long Wednesday deposition before the House Oversight Committees that there were two dinners at D.C.'s Cafe Milano restaurant in 2014 and 15 where Joe Biden mixed with Hunter's Kazakhstani, Russian, and Ukrainian benefactors. Vadim Pozarsky, an executive at Ukrainian energy company Burisma Holders, Holdings, which paid Hunter a $1 million annual salary starting in 2014 as his father spearheaded U.S. policy toward Kyiv, Attended, Hunter acknowledged to the panels investigating his dad for alleged corruption. Look, member, never, never, never talked to my son. Well, I didn't benefit. I didn't have no personal. I wasn't connected. The story has changed, hasn't it changed? As we've gotten this slow drip, which is now more of a rushing geyser bursting out of the ground. Convinced now, of course we are. Everybody knew who the big guy was. And Hunter Biden says that he talks about these diamonds in which he was paid and alleges that he threw the diamonds away. Yes, I was paid with with what looked like gemstones from Chinese business people, but I threw them away. Really? I mean, it's so bad. It's high school musical understudy time. That's where we are. And we got to hear some of the audio sound bites here about it. Josh Hawley with one of the best answers to the whole thing. What do you think about this, uh, Senator Hawley from Missouri? Uh, after looking at the testimony and seeing what's going on, uh, what do you think? You're going to hear right now a lot of excuses, none of which hold water. Listen. Yeah, either he had amnesia. My other favorite line <laughs> from what I've read in the deposition so far is about asked about certain text messages that are hugely incriminating. He says, oh, I, I was high at the time or maybe drunk. So he has amnesia, he's drunk, he's high, and apparently he just can't go anywhere without daddy. But that's normal for a 40-something-year-old grown man. I mean, that's what we're to believe. This is ridiculous. He's trying to play us for fools. Everybody knows the truth here. He just confirmed it, that Biden participated in the lunches. He met with his business associates. He was selling access to his dad. I mean, it's clear as day. Clear as day. I don't know who's not paying attention. And of course, it doesn't stop the mill of suck from churning out the propaganda to refute all of this. That's not what happened. OK, Byron Donald's the congressman from Florida, right? Hops on with Greta Van Susteren and Newsmax television yesterday. And I love his breakdown and I appreciate her pushback on what's going on because she's going to ask him, look, was this when Joe was vice president, when it was when he was going to become president, when he was going to run? What is the time frame and does it matter in a series of three audio sound bites? This is this is the, the whole point of the first one. The whole point of the, the testimony yesterday, the entire design of their business was to confuse and to evade and to spread out the money among all sorts of different Biden family members to avoid 
detection. And it's so clear because it got detected. Here's Congressman Donalds. The entire design of this business structure was to make it confusing. It was to conceal money. In Hunter Biden's position, it was to evade taxes. So now we're being told that, oh, Hunter answered everything honestly. If that was the case, then why is he a tax evader? Because he did that as well. So there's a lot of things that we're going to finish up with our investigation. His, his deposition was one piece of that. Now, this is interesting. The first son did not clarify which oligarchs attended which dinner, saying, I don't remember exactly who was there because it's sometimes conflated. But he had very pinpoint textbook recollections on certain things. Other things, eh, of course. Now, the date of this one 2014 dinner raises the prospect that this Russian, the widow of Moscow's mayor, right? This woman, Baterina, may have transferred three and a half million dollars just 10 days after mingling with with Joe Biden. What's that connection? What do you think? And Hunter couldn't remember the specifics, the granular data. It's a pretty big chunk of money to land in your bank account. And here's Byron Donalds going, and, and this is what, what Greta Van Susteren is asking. Did China just make a bad investment? Did they just did they just try to 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 get something that that wasn't delivered? Here's Byron Donalds. It's not that China made a bad investment in Hunter Biden. The entire purpose of investing in him and his business associates was to get to the big guy, was to get to Joe Biden. Let me give an example. During was that to wait, let me stop you right Hunter there. Biden, was, was that to get was that to get the big guy while the big guy was vice president or is that quote to get the big guy when he was a citizen, not knowing if he'd ever be president? I think it was partly to get him while he was vice president on his way out the door. And then the piece about him becoming president of the United States, nobody knew that at the time, but he's president now. And now the question is, are his decision makings in the White House in part because of the business dealings of his son and of his brother and money that has gone to Joe Biden along the way? Because selling access to your office, whether it was then the vice presidency or even now at the presidency, is a violation of your oath of office. This is the biggest scandal in American history. It is the biggest story, and you're being told there's nothing to see here. I love this. Hunter described himself as a high-functioning addict who, in moments of clarity, was able to perform business functions while advising, or excuse me, while abusing alcohol and crack cocaine. He was advising it, too. So he can excuse himself. Well, you know, I was really, I was super drunk. I was super high. I had just done lines off a prostitute's backside. I mean, I had paid to traffic them over across state lines. You know, I broke all these laws. I had a gun. But you know what? I was high. I was an addict. I was struggling. It was... It was complicated, and I just don't remember everything. Okay. Right? And so finally, in this last exchange, Byron Donald says, you know what? He remembered in granular detail deals with foreign governments such as Poland. But then when it comes to things like the the guy he said when he was sitting on the, I'm sitting on the couch next to my father. And you better hop too, or he's going to be very disappointed. And then Shazam, just like magic, millions of dollars appears in his bank account, right? Here's Byron Donalds. Listen. 
during his testimony, he recall he had total recall of a conversation with the Polish president about why he should be on the board of Burisma. He read it chapter and verse to us. But in the same deposition, he couldn't remember if he responded to an email from James Gilliar where it was stipulated that that Joe Biden was the big guy. He couldn't stipulate who was the big guy. He couldn't even remember reading the email. He couldn't remember whether he sent that text message, the famous one we all now know about he's sitting with his father. And in two weeks later, you got the three million dollars that comes in from CEFC. In the deposition, he says, oh, I can't recall. I don't think I ever sent that message. But if I did, it was a, to another Zhao, not to Chairman Zhao. This kind of dissembling demonstrates that he is not being factual. And when you compare that right. to the uh, other testimonies we have received, we're going to continue with our investigation. 100 percent. And that goes that echoes off of what Matt Gates said when the reporter was like, are you going to march forward with this impeachment? Or they could go forward with it. And he's like, look, man, we're just trying to figure out what happened. We're trying, to, we're trying to piece this all together in record time because this is something that took years. And we're trying to, in, in like a year and a half, dismantle it. I love this question that Matt Gates asked him. In 2019, did you drop your laptop off at a repair shop? <laughs> Very basic. And not that I remember, no, said Hunter who in 2021 conceded the device certainly could be his, but that it might not, it might have been stolen. It might have been hacked or it might have been planted by Russian intelligence. Hunter Biden similarly claimed he could not remember his father's alleged attendance at an early 2017 lunch with Chinese state-linked CEFC China Energy's chairman Yi Ming. I do not recall introducing my father to Yi Jiangmei. I mean, do you recall hitching rides on Air Force Two when your father was vice president and not appearing on the travel logs and exiting on the opposite side of the aircraft than, than all of the lights and the cameras would be when a dignitary to the degree of the second in charge in the United States, the vice president, would land somewhere, Hunter would get off with the press on the other side, get into a vehicle and drive away. Why was Hunter on so many of those planes? What was he doing in all of these cities that Joe Biden was ostensibly representing American interests? It's just so comfortable. And they think you are so dumb. Alas, you are not. Rejoice in that fact. All right, when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do, and I forgot my good news, we're going to do a little good news and some bad jokes right after this. Well, I want to thank everybody who is paying attention to our live video stream. We just hit a milestone. And uh, you guys did it with us, and I appreciate you paying attention and being a part of this because it's, it's something special that we do on this program. And it's to try to bring you the stories that are complicated to talk about, but to give it to you hopefully in a way that makes you laugh or, or think and get involved. And, and we're just delighted that you're here. So thank you for hitting the 4,000 rumble mark for our friends uh, at rumble.com. All right, it is time now for, you guys know, Bad Joke Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, I just flew in from New York and boy, my arm's tired. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. <laughs> Anywho, welcome to the comedy club. Won't you give it up to Wendy and Brock for Bad Joke Friday? 
Okay, so here, if you're new to the show, this is there are some ground rules. We always end the week with Bad Joke Friday. The point is terrible jokes. We get a variety of them, and the rule is we're not allowed to read them in advance. So oftentimes, I will botch mine, and I beg your pardon, but it is part of the allure. Uh, first joke, oh, <laughs> first, that's how I'm selling it. All right, first joke comes from Dr. Richard Rafferty from the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh. Here goes. A guy walks into a butcher shop, and the butcher asks, what can I get you? Using its nose, the dog walks or points to a stake through the glass case, and the butcher asks, how many pounds? Dog barks twice. Anything else? Dog points to a pork chop, barks four times. Okay, says the butcher. He gets the two pounds of steak, the four pounds of pork chops, wraps them all up, places them in a bag, and then he places the bag in the dog's mouth. He takes the money from the small purse around the dog's neck, then sees the dog out. Another customer had been watching. In total amazement, right? And decides to follow the dog to a house several blocks away and watches as the dog rings the doorbell. When the owner appears, the customer says, Wow, that is a remarkable dog. The owner says, remarkable? It's the second time this week he's forgotten his keys. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That, that was a total, total <laughs> letdown. Come on, Doc. My it. neighbor just banged on the wall at 4.20 a.m. Can you believe that? Luckily, I was still up playing music. He banged and shouted, can we have a little respect, please? So I shouted back, I'm not a big Aretha Franklin fan, but okay, this one's for you. I'm not saying that was any better. But. My friend's wife left him last week. She said she was going out for milk and never came back. I asked him how, how he was coping, right? He said, not bad. I've been using some of that powdered stuff. <laughs> <laughs> a Scotman and his wife walked past a swanky new restaurant. Ooh. Did you smell that food? His wife asked. It smells incredible. Ooh. Being a kind-hearted Scotsman, he thought, what the hell? I'll treat her. So they walked past it again. my wife told me if i bought her one more dumb gift she would burn it so i bought her a candle i know i know i got fired from my job as a masseuse (gasps) yeah apparently i rub people the wrong way oh god i went in for an interview today they told me i'd start at three thousand dollars a month and after six months i'd get thirty five hundred dollars a month i told them i'd start in six months (laughs) <laughs> Smart. There you go. Th- this is a more of a PSA than a joke. Oh, okay. What's the difference between a regular thermometer and an oral thermometer? I don't know. The taste. Oh. <laughs> yeah. At my boss's funeral, I'm going to kneel down at the cask and I'm going to whisper, who's thinking outside the box now? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden walks into a bar and sees a pretty young blonde chick. Ooh. Sits down next to her and says, so do you, do I come here often? Mm-hmm. Oh God, that's <laughs> awesome. A woman has sued the hospital alleging that after recent treatment, her husband has lost interest in her. The hospital in its defense stated all we did was correct his eyesight. <laughs> Aww. Oh, I like that one. What do you call a guy that just finished digging a hole? Hmm. Doug. I asked my new employee if she wanted to sign up for the company's 401k. She said, heck no. My fat butt can't even run 50 feet. What do you call a whale with no underwear? (laughs) I don't know. A free willy? (laughs) 
<laughs> That's so stupid. It's funny. I was dozing in church when I heard a voice saying, stand up. I stood up. The people clapped. And the pastor said, who else will give 5000 <laughs> right. That, that would happen to me. What do, what do you get from a pampered cow? A pampered cow. You yes. get some special kind of milk. Yeah, spoiled milk. Oh, gosh. Cashier at Walmart told me, strip down facing me. By the time I realized she meant the credit card, it was too late. <laughs> What's the difference between a politician and a flying pig? Oh, I don't know. The letter F. Flying pig, lying pig. Okay. Man, see, that was, hey. Wow. A, man went, a man went to church to get married and found out the minister was planning on giving him 16 wives. Four Ugh. better, four worse, four richer, four poor. Oh. Yeah. Did you hear about the cows that were smoking weed and playing cards? <laughs> no. Yeah, the stakes were kind of high. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last thing that goes through a bug's mind when it hits a windshield? Oh, no. It's butt. Oh, God. I was going <laughs> to cook an alligator for dinner tonight, but realized I only had a crock pot. <sighs> Doctor to the nurse. How is the child who swallowed a few quarters doing? Nurse. No change. Sorry. A preacher wanted to see what his son was going to be, so he set up a test. When the son's dresser, he placed a Bible. If the son took the Bible, it meant he was going to have be a preacher. Next to the Bible, he put a silver <laughs> dollar. If the son took the silver dollar, it meant he would be a banker. Next to the silver dollar, he placed a bottle of whiskey. If the son took that, it meant he was going to be a worthless drunkard. Next to the whiskey, he placed a Playboy magazine. If the son took that, it meant he would become a womanizer. Ooh. The preacher hides it in the son's closet, and when the son comes in, he notices the items on his dresser. Son gathers up all four items, carries them away. Father says, dear God, this boy's going to run for Congress. Oh, my gosh. That's outstanding. <laughs> Why are dogs like phones? Because <clears throat> they have caller IDs. Oh. Yeah. You got any more? I do. Yeah. What did the hungry Dalmatian say after his meal? That hit the spots. Yeah. Limbo champion walks into a bar and is disqualified. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. We love having you with us on the Wendy Bell Radio program. Remember the podcast, Wendy Bell Radio. If you ever miss part of the live show, you can always go back. Two million, million people have downloaded that app onto their phone or the podcast onto their phone. Join us. Have a safe weekend. Love your family and yourselves. And we'll see you Monday. Peace.